guys, welcome to episode 5 of Articulating BPD and Me. In this episode, we'll be discussing symptom 5 of borderline personality disorder, which is impulsive and self-destructive behaviours. So, if you have BPD, there are some times where you may seek or engage in harmful or sensation-seeking behaviours. This especially occurs when you're upset. So, things that fall in this category are impulsiveness, Um, likely to spend money that you can't afford, binge eating, driving recklessly, shoplifting, engaging in risky sex, engaging in lots of sex, overdoing it with drugs or alcohol, and so on. So this is one of the most dangerous symptoms as these behaviours, although they make you feel temporarily, um, temporarily better or gratified in some way, They obviously hurt those around you the most and have the biggest effect on your long-term health. So for me and this symptom, it is a little bit more complicated. Um, It isn't something that is one of my main symptoms. However, I do still experience these kind of impulsive episodes. However, I also do have bipolar too. So it's very hard to distinguish with coexisting disorders what may particularly fall within the symptom range of, let's say, borderline or bipolar. In the last episode, we discussed, obviously, suicidal behaviours and self-harm, and we touched base on the fact that I do have major depressive disorder as well. So that's another thing that kind of has that crossover. Although borderline is my most prominent disorder, and what we're believed to have found in the studies of borderline or what researchers have found is that it is particularly the dominant personality disorder in someone who suffers from a few. So what this means is you can't really do the therapy for let's say depression or anxiety or take the medication for bipolar and your borderline will go away. It is something that's so ingrained in you and so dominant that these coexisting disorders kind of fall in the warpath of borderline so it's the fact that they're kind of always going to exist and not subside by themselves until your borderline is under control so going back to this symptom of impulsive and self-destructive behaviors for myself yes this is something that has been identified it is less frequent than my depressive episodes however can cause some substantial damage and usually is followed by a depressive episode when i have these kind of moments where you know there's obviously so much emotional turmoil that i can't handle it um there are definitely times where my brain still kind of goes into that disassociation mechanism and switches off but instead of being sad or overwhelmed with grief it is so intense that it completely blanks the feeling of sadness and the feeling of anger and goes the opposite way it goes to this extreme hyperactive state And I say hyperactive and I don't mean, you know, 
having a really good night's sleep and having one too many coffees. I mean jumping around like a child who's had seven glasses of cordial and three bags of lollies. I don't even know how to describe it. So in these episodes, I do remember them a lot more than I do my depressive episodes. Um, But there are definitely a few that have that disassociation complex as well. And that comes from the fact that anytime I'm feeling something so extremely, or anytime I kind of go into these hyperactive manic states, it is a result of me being triggered in some way and just not wanting to deal with that emotion or cope with that emotion in that moment. So my brain does switch off and my emotional brain does take over. It just kind of reflects in a different way. So for anyone who's experienced these episodes, um, I can seem quite carefree and a lot of fun to be around. Sometimes, most of the time, super annoying, but what's new, that's me in general. Um, But I'm almost like this uncontrollable force. Like I will do whatever I wanna do in that moment and it has to be done then and there and there's no limits. It feels like I am unbreakable. It feels like I can just do all these massive things without any ramifications because it's giving me that instant gratification. It's making me feel kind of good for that moment. And yes, it can get dangerous. And yes, it often does affect my life negatively, either the morning after or a few hours after. And when I have this realization of fuck, I fucked up again, it kind of does engage in a depressive episode. Or the high, because it is so high, comes with the crash. It comes with the fact that this high has occurred not because you're genuinely happy, but because something was so emotionally traumatic that your brain completely switched off. And when it wears out of energy, when you, you know, engage in, for me, sometimes it's like, overtraining and I mean like hours of training without me kind of realizing I'm doing it or um, you know going out and drinking a whole heap on a weeknight or whatever it is as soon as I have that kind of crash that moment where that energy is like oh fuck I just need to sleep right now it does take the best of me and I do end up in a depressive state so as scared as I am of the depressive episodes and the disassociation that comes with those depressive episodes I also am really anxious and on edge when I start kind of feeling this hyperactive personality coming out because I'm kind of aware of the fact that if that happens, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be in a state where I may not even particularly remember the hyperactive episode, but I'm definitely not going to remember the depressive episode that follows. And those have been the most dangerous depressive episodes, the ones that have followed that kind of really high high. So in my case, with my borderline, they believe that this symptom is also a symptom of my bipolar. So with bipolar 2, it's not necessarily reflected or the same as bipolar 1. It is closer to a borderline personality kind of switch. It is a shorter interim between those highs and lows, but it's definitely an expression of those rapid mood changes. 
and in a bipolar episode that's when a person becomes quite erratic and hyperactive and you know so happy it's like this whole dose of serotonin that I don't naturally produce is imploded all at once into my system it's just completely pumped through me you know and I burn it all up and I get really sad um for anyone that has experienced you know the come down of certain drugs (laughs) you'd kind of know what this feels like so that's what this episode feels like um that's probably the best way to put it to be honest yeah (laughs) so if you're ever trying to relate to what a manic episode feels like um especially with someone with bipolar 2 that sudden you know super happy super high super free all that kind of feeling is what my high episodes feel like and then the low is like the worst come down you've ever experienced and you don't remember and you you know break relationships in this time you end up in hospital you it's just it's not a good time when i have these kind of self-destructive episodes um they're usually a little less foreseen than my depressive episodes for the fact that when this trigger or this certain emotional element is brought up in my life it doesn't seem to affect me in the moment is what I've realized it's not like I see this you know person or go through this experience with my parents or get told something negatively and I suddenly start feeling anxious and panicked and scared and being like oh shit we're gonna get upset about this we, we, we might have a depressive episode it's more like a huh brush that off didn't really feel anything about it and a few hours later I'm in this absolutely hyperactive stage and it's like okay you need to calm the fuck down (laughs) or this is going to get out of hand and you're going to be in a manic episode and you know I have been guilty of blowing a whole heap of money pretty much blowing all my money in some of these episodes um which hasn't obviously boded well for me but it's like I can't really control it it's the same kind of thing as a depressive I can't really control it so we call Maud my depressive personality you know the one that I disassociate with and become this other person that you know wants to do irrational irresponsible self-harm things and we call my hyperactive personality Alvin so for those of you who get the reference it's because I literally act like a chipmunk who sculled a few red bulls and I mean sometimes it's a it's a good time it feels like a great time in the moment but I'm also becoming more aware of the fact that when I start getting g'd up or worked up you know by either a lot of negative or a lot of positive things and I start feeling this kind of you know my stomach is churning it doesn't feel like a panic attack it feels like an exhilaration it feels like all your endorphins 
and all your serotonin and all your dopamine just hitting you at once in this extreme this extreme overdose almost I have been better about pulling myself out of that feeling regardless of how amazing it feels it feels fucking fantastic it feels like nothing you could ever imagine um but I'm also aware of how dangerous these can be not only for the after effects but the ramifications of the things that I do within these episodes again this symptom isn't one of my major symptoms and it may be the symptom of my bipolar 2 but that isn't clear yet this will be a few more months of or probably years of determining you know what symptoms are falling under which category but the thing to be aware of with borderline is it is the overpresiding disorder it is through and through who i am it is a personality disorder i have a personality disorder i cannot establish a sense of self so as much as you know depression anxiety and bipolar are such difficult things to deal with they're not things that I can handle with medication like someone who has um, depression or someone who has bipolar because the way that my body chemically works the way that my brain responds does not get affected or is not cured by taking these medications so I am on antidepressants and I'm on the highest legal dose of sertraline every day and it's not that it won't prevent these depressive episodes because obviously it hasn't what it does is just help keep my daily anxieties to a lower state and those who know me and those who've been around me um, obviously can still see I am quite an anxious human I do have quite a few, you know, smaller anxiety attacks for sure. But for someone that is taking, you know, the highest legal dose of an antidepressant and still experiencing as many and as frequently as I am with these anxiety attacks, it's quite a surreal thing. And, you know, like I often get asked, oh, well, like, why aren't you on medication if you have depression? Why aren't you on medication if you have bipolar? One... I am on the medication for depression. It don't work. It don't know. It does not work the same for someone who has a borderline personality. Two, the depression for the sorry medication for bipolar is, or studies have shown, is almost completely ineffective in someone with borderline and can have serious health ramifications. So, it is not something that the medical professionals want me to be taking. The only thing that I can be doing is getting into a specialized therapy called DBT. Um, And that will help me not only control the depressive episodes, but control these self-destructive impulsive episodes. It's really difficult for me to kind of understand that this hyperactiveness or these impulsive behaviors may not actually be me but maybe my borderline personality because 
they're definitely something that I always thought was a part of me. And they're definitely something that when I was a child, you know, I, as much as I love organization and having lists and having goals and all that kind of stuff, there are definitely so many moments where I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go bungee jumping. <laughs> let's go on this ride that I'm too short to go on. Let's, you know, um, fucking pick up and picking up a friend at like 3am and driving to the Blue Mountains because I just fucking feel like it. I've kind of always done these impulsive things and they all sound great and amazing and fun. And I never really experienced the depressive episodes. So it's a hard line for me to draw where this impulsiveness is really Rochelle and where it is my borderline. And that's one of the hardest things with borderline personality. Like we previously discussed, it's that who the fuck am I? It's that not knowing exactly who you are or having a true sense of self and not questioning every little part of your personality, especially post-diagnosis and being like, um, so was that me? Was that that hyperactive, energetic child? Was that me or was that my borderline? And I mean, the fact that my mood switched so frequently was obviously the borderline. So it's really hard to determine what elements of my behavior are me and what elements of my behavior are going to change post-therapy. I'm fucking terrified, <laughs> but we're going to do it. Um, so yeah, there's not much to say on this symptom for me because it is kind of a wishy-washy Medical professionals don't know. I don't really know. I can just kind of tell you my experience. It is, whew, it is um, a rough ride, <laughs> I'd say. You know, feeling that good and kind of my logical brain being in the background, being like, I'm freaking the fuck out for what's coming next. But being so overthrown by this impulse, this self-destructive person, is a huge part of the problem and I remember this one episode in particular probably the first time I experienced this symptom so severely um, it was prior to me getting a proper diagnosis and it felt like you know it felt like it was a weeknight I had work the next day I you know am pretty good at well actually I love my job and I never really want to do anything wrong by it but it felt like I was having this out-of-body experience and there was a part of me that was just standing outside screaming and yelling and being like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. Stop engaging in this behavior. Like, you've got work tomorrow. You've got responsibilities tomorrow. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you're letting yourself down. You're letting your team down. You're letting your club down. Um, but as loud as she was trying to stop this person, it was... It wasn't really me. It didn't feel like me doing it. And I had no control in stopping it. Um, which is quite similar in my depressive episodes. Except I don't have that person. I don't have any part of me sitting there being like, okay, let's snap out of this. I don't have any kind of part of me at this stage fighting for me to snap out of it. Or seeing my behaviours or remembering my behaviours. But yeah, these are... These moments, we're getting a lot better at, you know, still enjoying 
being happy and I understand that you know when I'm with my friends or I'm out I'm having a good time it's not like I'm putting on a mask I genuinely am having a good time if I want to be there I'll be there if I don't want to be there I'm being really good at saying yep can't do this I'm checking out or I don't feel like this is the right thing for me to do being a lot better at doing that but there's a difference between you know being happy and having fun with my friends and having good conversation and having a few drinks with a friend but and this this insane g up and sometimes it happens at work (laughs) which is the funniest part I mean I love my job so it makes sense but you know when we're having a lot of wins and everyone's kind of being rowdy and reckless and we're just having fun like you know working in my office it is quite a fun time um and we go with the winds so when I start getting this over energetic feeling I have to remove myself I have to pull myself out of the office and go outside and just breathe and calm down it's like my heart's racing it's it's like the positive version of a panic attack my heart's racing I'm sweating so kind of similar symptoms to having a panic attack but me knowing that I'm just getting so overexcited and so over happy that we're going to explode and we're going to have a manic episode or self-destructive episode and we're going to get to that fuck it let's just do it stage and I'm being really good about not getting to that stage um as I am with my depressive episodes you know when I'm having a shit day and I'm feeling a bit anxious and all that stuff I'm pulling myself out doing my meditation doing what I can to stop those similarly with these so I'm a little bit bad for calling when these episodes are going to happen and my friends are quite good at kind of noticing the difference in me being you know hyperactive to a normal Rochelle level let's say um, and being childlike and playful and a shit talker and all that kind of stuff um, compared to me almost getting to this over exaggerated disassociated or out of body state um, and they kind of rein it in and they rein me in and sometimes I do need to be reined in in both directions so yeah if you ever do see me losing the plot a little bit and it kind of looks like this this girl's super happy and super hyper when I just don't know what to do wrangle me the fuck in <laughs> because we both don't want I don't want to have the post result of these self-destructive episodes you know they've never ended well for me and that's the truth and I think that's the truth with a lot of people who do have bipolar and borderline the ups and downs generally do not end well you know you have an up and you're like oh this is great this is good this is stable and then you get beyond stable and instability is still instability whether you're super happy or super sad it's still an unstable unstable state for you to be in it's unstable mental state to be in and it's not really going to result in in any different outcome it's going to result in behavior that affects your life affects those around you and can affect the general public so yeah this is a short episode um i guess if i learn more about these behavior patterns and experience them a little bit more hopefully not but (laughs) I think it's just something that I haven't had 
too much interaction to or not enough self-awareness to know when it's just me being in a really good mood and being in the peak of my borderline in the positive or me just being me. So yeah, that's uh, symptom five for today, guys. And I'm sure there's a much better podcast out there that explains this kind of self-destructive or impulsive behavior. Um, I hope that if I do find one, I'll pass it on. And if I do learn more, I'll record this symptom again. But in the meantime, thank you for listening as always. Um, If you are struggling with any of the symptoms that we've discussed, please go see a professional. That's the only thing I can say. You know, for so long I was misdiagnosed, so please go see a professional. Um, Please be aware that people can have co-existing disorders. It sounds like an absolute lie to people sometimes because they don't even believe that I have one. But um, it is a thing. It is a very, very real thing. And mental health is a real thing. So just be aware of that. If you are listening to this just to learn a bit more, yeah, keep that in mind. I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.